Live from Bushwick, Brooklyn in New York City, this is Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Powered by the Queer Minded Radio Network. Join the conversation and tell us how you feel on Twitter at QSOMNYC, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Queer State of Mind, or send us a text or voice message to 917-472-1224 using the keyword QSOM. That's 917-472-1224, keyword QSOM. Now it's time to get into a queer state of mind with this week's Brunch Tea segment, live only on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now we're getting out there to Radio Land. Hey! Hello! Oh, there we are. Sorry about that. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. And that is okay. Yes, but we are here we are and here. we are live. Live. Yeah. Live and colored. Live and colored. Yes. <laughs> live and colored. So how y'all girls doing today? You know, I am much better than last week. I was are sick. Are you? That's good. Yes, honey. What was, was you sick? I was, I was oh, yes, horrible. you were. You came in, but she was a trooper, honey, because she sure did come into the show bless her i was a, i am a horrible sick person yes because i don't get sick very often like it is very rare oh, are get... you one of those that's just like loses her whole entire mind no no I'm, I'm i'm quite cognizant of it i just the whole idea is that i am just a very unfortunate person to be around yeah as compared to yes. any other day yes, yes. Yes, yes, like normally my bitchiness is kind of fun and cute. <laughs> I said normally my bitchiness is kind of fun and cute. And I said, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I can have the question. No. Oh, okay. You know, so. I mean, we want to do this. It's not. Okay. <laughs> but he was extra, extra stink. <laughs> right. You Ooh, know, I was I like, said. go home. You are giving me the most. I don't want <laughs> to cut out. Like, like literally, he almost hung up. He like, I can't deal with you right now. I'll talk to you later. I am Bye. through Bye. with all y'all queens. Not really. No, I you're not. Y'all. I love y'all. You should. Uh, so what's been going on? We had the, I guess the biggest news this week was we had the brawl in Brooklyn. Yeah, that was interesting. I didn't watch it. <laughs> Which you one? Didn't. The brawl in Brooklyn between Bernie and Hillary. Oh, yeah. I think I, was, I think I was out having a drink or something, honestly. No, we had a little party going oh, on. Yeah, it was super fun. You. Yeah, and civic. I enjoyed Well, I mean, we really didn't, like, pay too much attention to what was going on. We did kind of play, like, a mini drinking game. Like, it was a lot. Here's what I described the debate as. It was a lot of rah, 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 wonk, wonk, wonk. And then, like, rah, 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 wonk, wonk, wonk. And then cheering. And then everybody's like, it was just such an intense debate. No, and not. they really went at each other. I'm like, really? No, they didn't. No, no they really. didn't. No, it's not. Because we remember the Barack um, Hillary debate. Yeah. Now they went in. <laughs> they went well, in. That was a that was a woman and a, a black man, uh-huh. and a half black man, whatever, trying to like... Um, Talked about Ori like you know, that. That's rude. Hey, rude. <laughs> but, you know, but those, were two, those were two things in America that were like very rare. So they both had to be like so strong and overcompensate. Well, uh-huh. well, Almost because that, it's a woman and a black man. I mean, and that was the, that that was the was oppression that. Olympics at its highest point. It was. It was the like, oppression never Olympics. Had been who seen can, before. can we do this? Like, who, who's, who's more oppressed here? Like, you want to do this? Exactly what <laughs> it was. never been seen on that level. But you know what's great about it is the yeah. fact that they both had to be on top of their game. Yes. Like know their facts. Yeah, they both had to be. They couldn't be like, oh, I'm not. You know, I mean, I'm here for facts. Exactly. I'm here for if you're going to debate on facts. I am yeah. always here for that. Right. No, because this is where if if it was two white males going at it, it, they can bullshit around some stuff. Well, I could definitely say that it's substantive. You know, you know, you know and these would be what the Republicans are doing. Yeah. You know? Oh, they just talk about so much stuff that doesn't make no sense. What are you talking? <laughs> people hands just. 
It's so dumb to me. It's like, why do you... Well, that's like, their audience. Their audience is stupid. Yeah, but it's... Well, I'm not going to say that. The audience is uninformed. It's the word Ignorant. I'm going to use. Uh-huh. Then, then Unin- ne- un- uninformed. <laughs> they are they are chock full of low, educate, low education voters. Wow. Low information. Low information. Look who's being that girl today. Not me. You should, yeah, <laughs> not me. But we knew she was bougie. Like, that's you not know. new. That's but like I said, new. it's like they were acting... The Republicans are acting like fat boys. Yeah. And yes. I don't care about... You know your penis size and all that shit. Just I don't talk about the issues at hand and tell me what if you. If they think were about actually it. attractive, I might care. Well, Marco Rubio did. No. Wasn't he a go-go dancer back in the day? So I'm that's sure the, that's so, the rule. I'm sure or someone, that's the rumor. Someone can tell you his penis size. Yeah, in well, Miami or something. The thing about that is, life. I mean, I wish you would own it. Like yeah. I, that's a part of your life. Like yeah, you know, I used to dance for or a strip group and we used to travel. That gives you substance. That makes you. That's what you. Right. It's Because you're young. Right. You, you're Vegas. from you're from Vegas. You're from that area. Now, oh, I've been saved by Christ, and I'm not going. Really. Well, see, actually, it's all about actually, who that's can paint a the good storyline. That, that's so. the that's a greater arc, actually. Yeah. If you could say, oh, you know, it's the Mary Magdalene arc. It's like, oh, well, I started out as you know, a sinful, lustuous, you know, lascivious, and doing all Ooh, sorts lascivious. Of, right. Yeah. I still feel like Mary Magdalene got the short end of the stick. She was a woman <laughs> by her business, honey. That's all it was. <laughs> right. She wanted to help, honey. She just had to get her coin. Right. <laughs> And she, and she was working like a working girl. And do what work. she had and to you do. Know, and she know? still don't know how to love him. So she, had, yeah. mm. she fell in love with, with the wrong man or the right man. No, mm-hmm. she, she just and she got saved. You Honey, know, oh, Mary, oh, oh, Mary don't you weep? Yeah, uh-uh. it's my song. You know, I do got some good old time gospel. Love it. It do love she it. Does I, love do it. Love I do. It. I am such an old black woman. Some good news out of the Bronx. <laughs> okay, um, there's great news out of the Bronx. A bunch of outlets reporting DNA info is what I have up now. Um, that the city has opened its first major transgender center. Yeah, good. So this center will provide be a one stop shop basically for services for the transgender community there, which there is a large enclave of transgender. I think it's about time yeah. for something like that. Um, and I, usually I'm not that person about separating people, but I think they, they a need, need mm-hmm. that yeah. specifically for them because they're not a lesbian, they're not gay, they don't have the same issues that we have in the world, quote unquote, in the same community. Right. right. I mean, they need well, that. And, and you know, the community has done a really bad of, of lifting and elevating those issues. Oh, so I think it's absolutely. really important. Right. Absolutely. Um, Which community know, are you talking about here? I'm talking about the LGBT, LGBT at large. Okay. Yeah. And because, I think it's really great, too, that it's in the Bronx, which is, tip, is very under served for LGBT well, services. And I hate I hate to say it, but it's it's kinda like the hierarchy of what happened was the gay men had to get what they had to get, then the lesbians had to get what they had to get, and then the transgender would get it. Whatever's left, they were the Damn. last. And that's that's no, so it's fucked true. up, though. Yeah. It's like, true. That's the, I know, I know. It's, it's reality. Once again, the hierarchy of oppression. It's, yeah. it's, uh, that's what it was. It's like when well, we get ours, and then it was like, oh well, maybe now it's like the trickle. It's like the trickle down services. Like right. it's we have to look at it this way. It's like it's, it's like. After the gay people got said, okay, now well, we can pull yeah, on, well, pull no, on. here's and that's kind of funny because that was a big thing that we reported on. It's like, yeah. well, what are all these organizations going to do now? Right, right. And then all the what organizations were like, right. oh, well, obviously we have to focus on transgender rights. And I'm like, okay, bitch, well, so you're about to you co-op focus some on that shit. Before, you yeah. didn't, I mean, HRC didn't focus on that for at all. years. Yeah. At all. I don't think HRC ever, in my opinion, focused on nothing but they have um, interesting themselves. ways. We have an interview that we're going to air parts of I next think week from the for HRC. For me, from what I saw, they focus more on 
gay white male issues. Well, here's what I will say, because like I said, we're going to have an interview next week with somebody from Project One America, which is an HRC campaign to raise visibility of LGBT issues in underrepresented areas. And this particular person works with um, communities in Mississippi, Alabama, and Arkansas. So it, you know, I'm I'm one of those people like I'm not giving no more money to HRC like I don't feel like they identify no. with my needs and my struggles and Absolutely what I would like not. to see as an agenda um but I do think that what HRC does is they go for the most mainstream yeah. and like it's like we want to make sure that the most mainstream you know, gets what they need. Because the right. campaign expense is all about others. family. At the expense of others. others. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And that, Absolutely. Was, that was always the problem. Because I remember back in when we were at Ohio State, I was doing a lot of activist stuff. Mm-hmm. We pretty much, HRC always tried to came, mm-hmm. tried to come to our events and help sponsor and raffle. And they were raffling right. off cars and like, and well, it's, it's like you it think about what happens. came. It's, it's was, like their well-to-do yeah. Justin was very involved galas. in that, and yeah. I, was, I started sometimes to make fun of him for it. But what was fun thinking back about it, I never really got involved in that aspect of it because I never felt like I was welcome. I don't know if that makes sense at all. It never felt like you weren't, and I was welcome. In you were because trust, trust me. Okay, yeah, a you so, were African, and you were you're not. Okay, how can I put this? We just had a conversation. Just, just, just no, 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 we had this conversation last night. Yeah. It's like the way you process issues and the way you process whatever strife you have. Right. It's like, well, I'm, you know, you don't say you're not as empathetic as they need you to be. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And they that's would true. expect you to be more. You're like, well, girl, no. Bitch. I'm a very. It is what it is. Person. Yeah. I'm a very factual mm-hmm. person. Yeah. To, to a fault because when I say something, I'm like, this is what it is. And it's I, I mean, it's not layered with anything else but well, the fact. And here in America, yeah. we love our layers and oh, our nuance, down. and we love our like, down. you know, yes. it says one thing, but it means another. Like, so oh, much God, of that stuff we? is coded <laughs> in our experience, and our language is full of all these double meanings and double You have no idea how many times my face has looked crazy when people are going in, and I'm like, what are you talking about? All I said was this. <laughs> nah. And it was really, yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, but, you know, that's a cultural differentiation right. thing. That's not it. But I've never felt, back to top, I never felt like I could join. Like, my first year at Ohio State, I hung around. Most of my friends were, like, white gay boys, and I was, like, the only black gay boy in the whole group. Yeah, second we've all year been that black was, gay boy in the Well, second year is when I met more people of color, and mm-hmm. I still, I mean, I had friends of all different races, because I think, in my mind, my, my ignorance, I guess, I was just thinking we're all the same. I wasn't even thinking as far as color. I'm thinking we're all in the same struggle, you know, lesbian, gays, whatever. We're just all gay. Right. But I didn't know there was a hierarchy when I was younger. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, you know, yeah, there's like, always you know, a hierarchy. Yeah. That's the unfortunate yeah. thing. And like, I had, you can't mm-hmm. operate without having that, you know, struggle, that right. structure built into all of our interactions. Right. Like, all know, of the so. way that we work. When I, I know when I started at Ohio State, because I was from Columbus, I had right. a circle of friends. Like, right. we had it been going to Ohio State since right. high school. Yeah. Right. So, like, it was, you know, it was kind of a different environment. And even I had my core gay circle of friends, which right. was pretty diverse and stuff like that. But I still found trouble engaging with, like, you know, I was never one of those black kids that, I'm sorry for this local reference for you non-Ohio State people, but um, that hung out at the Hale Center, you know? I didn't hang out, which was our black culture The Hale, yeah, the Hale Black Culture Center. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't one of those kids, and it was nothing. Like, I would go to events there and things like that, and we would definitely mix with, like, those students of the, the various groups that were out of the Hale Center, but it wasn't... You know, as a gay black person, I never felt like it was our space. Like, I feel right. like we were kind no, of... No, it, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't your space. You didn't have a space. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, here's the, well, actually, it's very interesting for me because when my first year, um, 
Sheila Singleton was already at um, who's a who's black and trans. Uh-huh. Is she trans now? Yeah, she's always oh. been tra- well. He's well, always been trans. I mean, that's that's. Just, oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Well, okay. he, you know, I now it's just. I just thought, but back, I'm going to say this, and this is not yeah. a derogatory term, because you know we used to use the word bowdike back in the day. Like, yeah. yeah. So, but it wasn't like I said, it wasn't derogatory. No, back in the that day was now. a phrase. Like, so that was you, a phrase yeah. that was used, especially within African American right. communities. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and it like, could be a pejorative, it, but well, it was also a term but, of inclusion. But it was also a thing that I learned from uh, the lesbian community to call them. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I didn't just run it, up it to was, someone and say that. It's a specific type of lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I never, I never knew she was. If people who don't get that, you have to research yeah. and look it up. It's, yeah, trust it's, me, all it's a very it. specific yeah. it is. type mm-hmm. of person, not mm-hmm. a, you know. But at the same time, you know, she me. was, you know, because I was there and I was pretty much the token black gay guy yeah. infiltrating these all white spaces. And she's like, hey, you, come on over here. I remember. We can do this together. And so, you know. That's what you had to you do. Know you had to, like, that, gorilla gay spaces. You, you know had the gorilla gay so spaces. so interesting yeah. about that? And I remember, and it's it's weird. When I was at Ohio State, I never I went to the Hill Center once, mm-hmm. and people used to go, "Why don't you go there? It's the Center for African American Studies." It's like, it, let me get my words right so people don't get offended. <laughs> I didn't think I had to because I already knew everything about myself culturally. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, no, no, I'm, because I'm I not, get it. Yeah, yeah. but I, that's I was, like, a, I mean, yes, I get it from yeah, that perspective yeah, yeah. of being in I, that space. Absolutely. I wasn't, I wasn't like you know, I knew I was my my you know my my father, mother Liberian, born and raised in Liberia, my grandma. I knew the whole lineage of my African history and everything. That would be pretty much me learning somebody else's history if I was going to hang out there. Yeah. So, I but don't you like, study European history? No, I do, yeah. I do, but I don't. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't because. How do I put? I, you weren't seeking something. Right. I wasn't seeking anything yeah. for anything. You weren't seeking something. When I, from I studied that. European okay. history because it's what they put in front of my face in right. school. If they put African uh, African American history in front of my face, I would have done the same thing. Mm. It wasn't. I just wasn't seeking anything. Right. So that it was interesting. Sense. But people used to say, "Man, why aren't you going up there?" I was like, "But I, I don't. Do, do I have to go there?" Like, I, <laughs> well, I don't, you know, this was like you know, the late. This was late mid late nineties, mid nineties, mid nineties. You know, so that was right. You know, that's just what you did. Like, it was a space. For us, and technically, I wasn't welcome in that space either. Yeah. Well, I didn't feel welcome. Like yeah. we would go there because you know I always knew people, and we right. were always around. And you, you tried to you know build bridges and whatnot. But it just never. Really, I mean, you know. the thing people always have to realize, and this is hard to explain unless you're in this situation, is within communities that are ethnic people, Asian, African, we are still in a bubble. Like, even yeah. though I moved here, I was still in a bubble. I yeah. lived with my uncle, but my uncle was my father's best friend from Liberia. And it was still, it was still within the traditions of Africa. You didn't operate after right. that. If you ask anybody of any color, the biggest insult they could say to you was, you're acting like these American children. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing. That was the insult. Right. Well, like, for black kids, anyone, it was like, don't act like these white kids. But know, act like right. them when you're supposed to, yes. but not when you're not same supposed thing, same to. Same thing. So that was always the thing. It was a double-edged sword. Yeah, it was one of those yeah. things where like, my, my, I remember my mother, like, because when I acted crazy, and like, I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Or I spoke back. Mm-hmm. You're acting like it's American There children. was a meme that was it's going around. very much that. Go to some music in a moment. There was a you meme know, that so? was going around Facebook, and it was like, things your mom is not. <laughs> and one of them was Boo Boo the Fool. Right. And the other one was um, your little friend. Your yo, little friend. <laughs> you know, I am not your little friend. Yeah. I can tell you right now, up to this day, I'm 37 years old. And this is the only time I can kind of challenge, 37. challenge my parents. <laughs> kind yeah, of, yeah. I was claiming 37. I'm not going to claim that. Right. Don't make me go with a montage of all the ages you've been during the history of this right. show. 
Yes, I'm claiming 37 and a half. Like, there was never a time where you could just, like, you know, it, it's very interesting. And like, like I said, putting the gay on top of it was very, very different. It wasn't until I met all these guys and all my friends of color, my black friends, they're all very different. Mm-hmm. They're all very different. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very. Justin was more of the activist person. My friend Taraji was more of the church yeah. person. As you know, you know my messy girlfriend, not <laughs> We know was, who she is, and we love was, you. Was the, par- was the party girl, and one was the suburban girl. So I, yeah. everybody was so different. And mm-hmm. I, the th- what was so funny is we all came together as a group because we um, understood something. There, understood was, there, were, there was some other. kind of commonality between us, and there was a, a, an yeah. understanding. Yeah. And leading back to this point it of like hierarchy, yeah. 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 Well, remember Bigela mm-hmm. was at Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, we have a, uh, someone here. Yeah. You're going to get this. So Bigela was ran by a gay man, mm-hmm. and like it was ran for a while by the gay boys. And then... It was, it, was, it, was, it was a fun yeah, it was social... Fun, fun social thing. And it was kind yeah. of, it was ran by, I would say, older gay boys, which kind they kind of tried to keep the balance. I remember I met my first transgender person, uh, a male to female who was a lesbian. That's the first time I ever had 96. The first right. time I ever met someone like that. The older, they were a little mixed. They have a few lesbi- lesbians. Then the younger gay boys took over. It was a mess because all they wanted to bring in was younger gay boys. And then the lesbians took over, and they all they wanted to bring in was a lesbian issue. It was... Well, it's, it's that's that. always how things were. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. very interesting. But it, it became less social and more activist-oriented. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, in general. Yeah. And so, like I said, it's about a hierarchy thing. Because when you get a power position like that at a big university, yeah. of course you want to talk about the issues. I'm not going to be a lesbian woman and be like, oh, I'm going to be the head of the gay organization in Ohio State and only talk about, like, gay male issues. Right. You know, I'm going to bring everything here. And likewise, the young... Well, I think to, you know, you know yeah. kind of bring it full circle back to the the article, you know, that's why we need to create these spaces that are right. spaces that are by and for and catering I to... I 100% you know, approve of the space for, tra- most yeah. for transgender people. Right now. They need to have their moment in the light like we yeah. both have. They need. Well, I mean, they, they, they need, need to it. live in the light. Like, or, just we need know, to. Or they to they live need to light. live. I mean, just yeah. let's start right, with that. They just right. they need to. Live. They need that space, and I don't think right. anyone needs to complain about them having the space because they, they haven't had the space right. ever. And I can honestly, we've had the privilege of having spaces. Even if gay color people have had spa- mm-hmm. the privilege of right. having spaces, they need. Not in New York anymore. Now they can. <laughs> well. Now when they get to a certain point, like we have, then they can have their subdivisions of yeah. what maybe Chinese women of transgender issues. Right. That's when that becomes. But they need to just have a beginning of something, you know. Well, that's mm-hmm. good. So this is spaces out in the Bronx. You can find out more information check that online out. about yeah. it if you are seeking those services. I think we're going to try to talk to them and bring yeah. some people on the show. But we'll be right back with more Queer State of Mind right here on Radio Free Brooklyn.
to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. Hello, you're listening back to Queer State of Mind right Hello. here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's I'm your so host, Ori Givens. We're back from yeah. out of space. 
You're just listening yeah, to Abigail featuring Toy Armada and DJ Grind. Let the joy rise. That's one of my favorite uh, songs. Oh, it's oh, a remake. What, it's a remake. Was, a remix was that song number three on the Axis album? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that um, song. The X Factor. Was that ninety nine? Yeah, I think so. And they re-recorded it last year. Who did it now? And baby, they used to send the kids free. Yes, yes. That's why I love it. That and they play Unspeakable Joy next to it. Ooh, joy, unspeakable joy, and I did not give it. They cannot take it away. Joy. They're old. That was when the club was live. Ooh. Oh my gosh! So you used to run there. from upstairs to run down some stairs. No, I'll be out smoking a cigarette, you right? Be. Be smoking a cigarette with my drink, and you hear the song, you be like, "Whoop, gotta go!" Bye, and just run out to the dust. The oh, one song I really did that too was um, a pure sugar, delicious. I was outside the eagle hanging, and the opening down here. Everybody is wonderful. Yes, everybody is beautiful. I ran my ass <laughs> to the dance floor, and oh, uh, in my ass and washed jeans and my tank top. That's probably what that I think when we like. I would love to compile um, you know pride season is coming I always up. had this idea because you know when we're I we're going to have the pride 50, 50 countdown to, or something when I used to DJ I love DJing now I want to go back to it because the thing that DJing is is always looking at the one person in the corner who you got to pick one person and you're like you're going to make that person dance before the night is over mm-hmm. sign of a good DJ you're like you're going to dance mm-hmm. you're going to dance and I remember just like running to the dance floor for like that type of stuff and uh, in New York I said like, can somebody have a 70s 80s 90s 2000s dance night we need a big house dance night you know remember yes. trade winds in Columbus yeah, trade yeah. Okay. so I went to trade winds one night and it was 2005 2005 and they were playing a number one hit from oh. when they opened in 1976. Oh, that was, um, that was the New Year's... 76, 77, Was that the New Year's party? Yeah, it was... Amazing. Amazing. Like, they play one number one hit from every, every year. year. Oh. No remix. Like, you know, Black Box. They're playing, like, Donna Summer. Ooh. They're playing, like, uh, 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 well, We played that yes, last week. It was week. just like... And everybody was... The dance floor was crazy. Because it started at... That's what we're going to have to do. Like, we're going to yeah. have to get it together. Bring those tracks yeah. back. Because I love... Don't get me wrong. I love the new tracks. Like, I was just talking on Facebook Live about the tra- that track that we got yeah. from Beport. And it's just... I love some of the new mixes and stuff. But there is nothing like that well, old a, school th- house. That's that an underground. Like, the house is coming back. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dance ballad is coming back. How to explain it to a young person well, who don't get that. I said, Dance ballad is a song that's actually a ballad, even though mm. it's a dance song, like you know, yeah. Heaven. And they had the song on Take Me Home and Stay the Night. Oh, those are ballads. Yeah. You know, those are ballads. But they're set to that dance beat. Well, here's the thing like, yeah. dance music, like, if you've listened to it, like, I've probably been listening to, yeah. you know, electronic music yeah. in all of its forms for the past, gosh, 20 years. Yeah. Longer than that, maybe. And you realize that, like, they, it has certain themes. It all has certain themes. It's yeah. either, like, about love or it's yeah. about, like, the party breaking up. It's I about going like to the party. The gay kids need to know leaving who, the party. The party to know ending. Who Christine W is honey. Yeah, need to be able to get that line. Anastasia. And and like, yeah. Oh my and word. The Whitney, yes. my love is your love. Uh, uh, period. Oh yes. Which was quite possibly one of the and Deborah Cox. saved that album. How did you? Yes. Get the, there was so dun, many dun, like, dun, dun, dun. and that's what I saw. Like there was always those artists that were super amazing. Like you didn't really hear them. They weren't mainstream artists, but they're popular was from singing dance tracks right. and like they well, sang all them dance so well. was very popular at that time and you made your well living. you know what no happened was Believe came out oh yeah it did send Believe. all the kids back to the club with it that auto everybody back yes right. it did and like you know you know what's so funny Cher never I still play that Cher game never wanted to do dance music and I'll tell no. you this Cher never wanted to do dance music 
um, Junior Vasquez remixed remix One by One by She. I remember mm, it was 96. Yes. And one that song killed in the clubs because of that key change. Mm. Uh, one day you, you, by yeah. one. you play yes. that song. Every day on my page goes, the key change. <laughs> Once that key change happens, the kids lose their mind. And uh, that was when, like, sheer... Well, it business. was like the beat drop before the beat drop. Yeah, like, one, <laughs> one, 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 one. It gives a new kind of meaning to what? Oh, well, honey, it Look, just makes me chill. Mine, mine, mine was Dark Lady. Cause they, like, I want to say around, oh, two, mm-hmm. around 2000, 2001, they, put, they did a remake of Dark, Dark Lady. Lady. And I'll tell you what happened. I was at a country western bar, and they played that song, and there was a line dance to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, shit. If they're doing this to a line dance, then I am missing out on something. But that was also Vocal House. Yeah. yeah. You had yeah. to have people who said Vocal House. Dark, we had Alternate. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, 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 what's her name? The Dive in the Pool uh, woman. Let's uh, get something. Pepper Mache. Pepper Mache. Pepper Mache, yes. So. Can we just get a cons together with like Pepper Mache and like Martha Wash and like Christine W and like all the like dance divas? Well, see, here's the thing that, of the golden that was the joy of our pride because you would see, yes, all... and they still do perform, they're never yeah. at the same one. But I saw Taylor Dane in pride, yes, we did, <laughs> and got our whole <laughs> play, honey. I like my Taylor Dane, yeah, Taylor Dane. Well, you know, every you know, every generation gets that one white woman that renders, you do. I mean, it was Tina Marie and Taylor Dane, Tina Marie, one white girl. We all decided that <laughs> <laughs> we did kind of decide that. Didn't we? What was that? Uh, there was a other girl that and then, and then Anastasia came out. Yeah, and Anastasia just, just rendered everything. Anastasia never took off in America. Well, well, yeah, well then she had that whole cancer thing, and she kind of went That's away for right. a while. She went to Europe. She went to Europe. She became very famous in Europe, and then her tracks came here. Well, well it was the same funny thing for like Natasha Bedingfield and Daniel Oh, Natasha Bedingfield uh, was, she was great. Cute. Yeah, but well, she, Natasha, was no, she was no, she was no Elm. No, but Natasha wasn't pop. Nat- Natasha leaned more towards neo soul. Yeah, she leaned more towards that. She had pop tracks, but she was more like a neo soul artist, and she never. She had a couple of hits, mm-hmm. like Robin had a couple of hits back in ninety seven. Yes, she did. Yes, kids, Robin's been around since nineteen ninety seven. She old, honey. She, she old. Oh yeah, no, you talk about show me love, Robin. Show yeah, me love, yeah. Do you know no what it takes to love me? Yes. You know, yeah. yes. Ask her parents. That was who I. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my music. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and the, thing about, the thing about Robin is I'm listening to her now. Her music is so freaking excellent. She's that yeah. perfect combination of generic and progressive pop. Mm-hmm. It's what should be on the radio. But yeah. I like, you know. The, well, it's like kind of like, you know, how there was Bjork back in like the you know, 90s. and Love Bjork. You know, that, that, uh, like, I feel like that's oh, where well, hold, hold, Robin you were, was trying you were, to get. You were in camps back in the day. You were either a Bjork camp. I was not in that camp because I was in a Tori Amos camp. Mm, yeah, I was not a Tori Amos girl. No, up to this very day, I even like happy Tori Amos. Uh, people have fallen off because you know after you know she had the. She had, I went different for my and, angst. Well, the thing about it is yeah. Tori. You know she. Uh, what album was it about the rape? Was it on Boys from Pele? Um, Under the Pink. Under the Pink was about the rape album that she had. Um, well, here the little earthquakes was she had me and a gun. It was acapella. Beautiful. And then she did the album with a band. So she she had a well, lot of... Well, the fourth album, that was The Quarter hey, Hotel. Yeah, oh, one of my favorites. But then Tori Amos, you know, like everybody, she, she got married. Right. She had a, she a, she a baby girl. She's chilling. So she, she became In happier. And so it's hard for people to understand that she's not going to be 50 and still singing about right. shit 30 years ago. Right. You know, <laughs> you know she's not Eminem. People chat. Oh, see. see. Yeah, I, I said it. I don't like Eminem. I do... Either marry but, her or call it a fucking but day. I do, but I do love her Tori Amos's new music. But like anyone else, she sometimes tried to capture the angst she had. I said, "But baby, you're not angry. You're not angry." And you then know, talk about you're not angry. Authentic. It's fine. Don't just. It's okay. 
Because how be happy. T- we've all grown up with you now. We're not. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. When I, when I need a good cry about a man that uh, don't want me, I listen to China from Little Earthquakes and Sun. Oh, no. It's, yeah. hey, it's, it's, it's Hey Jupiter. You know what I do a when dragon, I need a good honey. cry? I watch Army Wives. I don't know why that show really? from that Lifetime. Or so generally weird. things from Lifetime. Like, get right. back to the emotions. Let's discuss this. Because <laughs> there was a time... And we watch <laughs> Lifetime movies. <laughs> well, Lifetime movies are not the same anymore. They are. No. They aren't. You know. Well, they finally admitted, like, you know, surreptitiously, but actually admitted that their audience is pretty much gay men. Like, it's mostly gay men well, and some women. Well, like, they, it's not I mean, women. It's not. We want to see. It used way, to be our we st- want to see wayward white women be upset and fall off a bridge. That's what we want in their husbands. No, you don't get that anymore. <laughs> no. Like, oh. no. Well, no, they, they added some color. No, uh, that that's not fun anymore. Color. No shade. No, that's not fun because I need <laughs> Valerie Bert- Bertinelli, Bertinelli in Pecan Pie Murder. That's what I need to see. <laughs> right. you know? I need sex and the single mom. I'm sorry. The, sex and the, the single, single mom. The, the most memorable Lifetime movie will always be not tell. without my okay. daughter. No. no. Okay, let's discuss this. This is, a, this, is a, this is totally in my wheelhouse. So, <laughs> Men Don't Tell was a made for TV movie in 1997, I believe, with Judith Light, and she was beating her, her husband. husband. Shut up. You never yeah. saw that for Lifetime? Yeah. No, I think yeah. I maybe didn't hear about then it. Then it was showing on Lifetime all the time, but the problem, people keep forgetting, it was Look a made for TV movie on like one of the big three back in the day. Uh, Dem- yeah. D- yeah, domestic violence. Do you remember when they had, like, they don't really movie do of the week. those anymore, uh, but yeah. The Monday Night Movie? It was a woman who was um, bipolar almost, and she used to beat the hell out of her husband. Yes, but he was always he was in this uh, male frame of mind that you cannot hate a woman or defend yourself. So right. he, he used, or she used to, and you don't tell, to, which you is don't, actually you don't tell. very more so common was, than she people was think. beating the shit out well, of yeah, yeah. him. Shit out of him. To be fair, we all like, know I this. I can't hit her back or defend her, or even push her because. Because I'm not to hit a woman, and then his cousin it's will come. Her cousin will come out and beat the shit out of you. Movie. It was called Men Don't Tell with Judith Light. Judith Light. Because Judith Light was doing a couple of those movies. It was so good. I like Judith Light. But that was so great about Lifetime. You're like, yeah. It was so self-aware. It's yeah. like, so we well, and that's we where you saw the issue. Like, you really, like, you got exposed to all kinds of issues. You did. Drug abuse, domestic yeah. violence, alcoholism, Because that was the assault, only time you could watch all LGBT six. LGBT issues. That's the only time you could watch all six hours of I Know My First Name is Steven. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they would show all the miniseries in one sitting. And you they get your would. Yeah. And you would really, really kind Just of be feeling riveted. sad about life. But, Just like, riveted. you will have gotten all your cries out. Like, all cries right. out. Right, I watched Scarlet. got my whole life. Yes, mm. Carl was beat. I don't oh, care what anybody says. So question, y'all. Yes. yes. Do you think there's a gay gene? Well, I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier today uh, on the train. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think there... <sighs> I think maybe yes, because mm-hmm. it happens in oh, animals mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. There was uh, apparently some gay lines getting it in. Getting it in, honey. Honey, she had to do what the fuck she had right. to do, honey. Honey, you know. he, he lives in you. <laughs> <laughs> you got that in, you got that I in. Ooh, she did. Yes, she did. So there's a new study that was reported by Science Daily. Found this on Out.com that apparently could explain how homosexuality has, pers- homosexuality has persisted. And it's because there is a latent gene for homosexuality in straight people. And they also say that this study came from the, it's a university in Georgia, not the state, but the country. Country. 
Um, and they said Real, they used oh, an individual based <laughs> right, genetic model to explain the stable yet persistent occurrence of homosexuality but within large people populations. People said act like homosexuality have, hasn't been around since the beginning of right. time. Right. I have a question. question. Like, um, what was the control group in that? Uh, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> you know, I, I want to see what the experimental and control groups were yeah. there for that. It doesn't really and what say. Is, what is the we'll population, the what is the population sample on this? I, you <laughs> was, know. It, was it 500 like random Georgians? <laughs> like what was going on here? I, you know, you really can't. Did they, so they find all these people at the Miss Georgia pageant? Sometimes, is that it's, why? sometimes it's so similar because I'm like, people are like, if you think about attraction, homosexual attraction, all that stuff, it's like, homosexual, you're attracted to what you know sometimes. It's like, you, you're a man, I love this. A, a woman who loves that. Yeah, and the beauty says, about a straight relationship is the fact that they're figuring it out and looking at each other like it's completely opposite. But you know, we don't get to have that. Oh well, you know, it's a choice. It's not really a choice mm-hmm. at all. It's like I'm not looking at like. Do I not think women? I think women are beautiful. Like there's a girl at the gym right now who has the most amazing lower body. Mm-hmm. I actually went up to her. I was like, please don't think I'm a freak. <laughs> but, but, but you are Blanche. You know, <laughs> but you are. You know, because I had to really phrase it in that way. Because yeah, you know, you I, I, don't, I didn't want to like, because I'm at a gym. There's a time a gay man right. could do this. Yeah. Right. I can go to a woman and say, oh, Jesus Christ, girl, work. A gay man could walk up to a woman and go like, girl, your ass. But I was like, Please. It's a new day. I, it's like, a new I, day. I, what I said, I said, your lower body is amazing. <laughs> like, how do you? How do you get those? Legs? I feel like that's a reasonable I, like, really question in the fifteen gym. minutes. No, no, but. I mean, you have to see this woman, and there's a lot of you know butch guys running around. You can't just walk to, up to her and go, no matter how gay your ass is amazing. I really had to sit there for fifteen minutes right. <laughs> and get my words together. Right. And she was very sweet. She's like, I was like, I didn't want to be rich. Oh, honey, you could have just came and said. I said, no. I said, I just want to make sure that I. Came up to you, had it together. But but and, I'm and very the, attracted to her. I'm very. I'm like I'm attracted. This woman is so. I'm like, I'm attracted. I'm, look at her. I just stare at her. It's kind of creepy sometimes mm-hmm. for her. I'm like I'm trying Girl. to be funny. Well, just I mean, like I mean, you beautiful. Are, I'm like you are normalized. Creepy. We're normalized in our sexuality, right? Like so, we yeah. make the decision whenever we make the decision, and then we then receive all of this cultural like assimilation into right. whatever our sexual desire tends yes. to be. And that also happens even before you make the decision. Your family and parents right. tend to normalize you with, you know, sexuality at a very young age in some aspect. So I love um, this whole sexual fl- um, fluidity. Fluid thing right. Do what you want. I think that Say what you want, fuck what you want. Like, yeah, no, I Brian think it's, said. Right. It's your asshole. It's your asshole. asshole. <laughs> I think it's great, honestly. Shout out sexual to Jose well done. <laughs> It's finally, uh, sexual fluidity has always been accepted in women. I'm happy yes. that through the, the male gaze, because the it's, through the male gaze. Gaze. it's through the male gaze, yeah. <laughs> I'll give them this for once, honey. The heterosexual male was uh, 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 um, put down for something. It was, you know, like he was nah. at the bottom of the pile yeah. with, with sexuality. So I'm happy that straight men are going like, yeah, you know, he's cute. I made out with a guy when I went out because I felt like making out with a man. Yeah. You it's know? happening more and more. And I think here's yeah. the thing. It was not that this just like we everybody drank the Kool-Aid. No, yeah. It was that our society yeah. is now allowing more fluidity within a certain regard. Like you see all these studies coming out of the UK, for example, that guys are cuddling with each other more. And it's like, okay to experiment with your friend. And it's like, But cuddling is natural. I, yeah. see, I yeah. see two straight girls sleep with each other and hold on to each other because it's like a comfort in knowing someone's there. Mm-hmm. It's not 
sexual person. Right. Did you ever see Bryce Head revisit it? So. But I'm sorry, you know, I mean, I can only speak that. from the dude perspective, though, but can when you, you cuddling, right, and you rubbing up on somebody, and, and if you, you have you any feel, inkling girl, of no, any type feel of feeling. Hard dick girl, on your back. you're like, gay and nasty, girl. That's what right. No, it's not that I'm gay. I mean, come on. I'm getting nasty, girl. I play my right. I ain't gonna lie about that. I mean, it just, you know, it be rubbing in a certain way. It's hard not to, you know. But that's because be we're hard. sexually attracted to that yeah. gender. Right. They might right, not right. be attracted to each other, but just the comfort of actually knowing that someone's yeah, there. Yeah, no, there are definitely people I've called with that wasn't sexual. like inherently sexual. Like, I'll sure. tell you something. Okay, so there was were you rolling? No. <laughs> so no. I was not like, all the time. <laughs> right. I'm like, <laughs> I was at the bar, so I was uh, like with um, our friend, the bartender, Purple. I was like, grabbing Purple. his arm. He was like, He's like, you're a touchy feeling. I said, I am. You I are touchy feeling. I said, please do not. And I told him, I said, please do not feel like this is sexual. But it was. I just, it wasn't. It, it was. actually wasn't. Trust me, it wasn't. Mm. I said, I just actually like, not because I like him, because it wasn't actually sexual in that moment. Mm. I just like to touch people. How, when have you known that I touch everyone? I mean, here's the thing. Was, was that a, you know, a precursor to the slow hand? No, no, no. I just like to touch it. We okay, quick, let's go. Quick, quick, quick. I like the, the, quick slow, hand. the slow hand. Yeah, what? what? <laughs> We're not going to explain that on air next show. Ooh. You know the slow hand. The slow hand. We the all... pinky lead the way yeah. for the rest of the girls. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you do it with your straight friends. You know what it is. The slow hand. You know yes. what it is. I didn't know there was a word for that. Oh, yeah, there's two words, exactly. Because slow hand. Well, like would that be hyphenated? Would that be one word because it's hyphenated? I need a man that two words. with the slow hand. Yeah. I, I need a lover with an easy touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I still, I still can't it get my voice deep now. enough for June yeah. Pointer. Right. But anyway, back to it. I'm one of those people that I'm a very touchy feely person because I like people's energy. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes I do cross the boundary, but I don't need to. I'm not grabbing the junk or anything like that. I'm just touching them too much because I like, I will sit here and talk to you and just kind of hold you because I like the connection. Yeah. Well, it's getting, you know, we're kind of redefining what it means to consent and what that whole negotiation process or intimacy or intimacy or like what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And like, I think that we as men have been conditioned to kind of take what we want, like and like whether it's, you know, and I'm not meaning necessarily in a rapey kind of way, but it can lead to that. But also, you know, expectations on sex, even among gay men. You know, it's like, well, we've met, we've talked, we've clicked, we've had this, like, I've, you know, rubbed your hand, you've brushed against my shoulder, my thigh, all right, we're ready to fight. We have been known to take what we want, but in the same token, you know, I have a lot of female friends, and they will have this conversation, it's like, not a rape, Mm -hmm. let me just put this out there. Sometimes a woman wants to be taken, not Mm -hmm. raped. Right. No, sometimes yeah. a man want to be taken. Yeah, you know, Sorry, it's like, saying, you know, you know, it's a nice, a nice you're, you're, aggressive want to be. You're male and female. Right. You're male and female because naturally sometimes you want someone who's aggressive, not rude, but I mean like, you know, pick me up. To right. The bedroom, like, you, you know, know, take my head into your arms and, you know, kiss, ma- you know. make me feel like, right. you know, pull me in. Mm-hmm. Push like, the head down. You know. But, but also, anyone who's smart as a man and woman, they yeah. can read the signs when that needs to happen. Yeah. Right. Versus, you know, if and there's consent on that. There's too. Consent, you should like, know. Mm-hmm. You know, because, well, and it's like that consent. That doesn't mean that it always is, you know, because in place. You know, like, speak to my, my sister. You know, because you know, she said, until one day she said, my husband yelled at me. He screamed at me, girl, and then he grabbed my arm. She said, oh, that was a turn on. <laughs> so like, I got it. But right. it's she said, but what happens is I would have my chest puffed up like it's animals. I had my I was puffed up as a female. My chest mm-hmm. puffed up. So that was. He messed me knew that at this moment I was in my aggressive And that just so, really breaks it down. We are animals. So, <laughs> like, we exactly are, it's all animalistic. So let's but do I'm it not like saying, you do on Discovery some, Channel. Mm-hmm. Don't walk mm-hmm. up to somebody, mm-hmm. grab mm-hmm. them, and be like, oh, you mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Like, no. No, I don't. That's not how that works. 
you know. You know, it's so, it's so you, you so know, this, this isn't one of those red, red hankies in the back pocket type deals either. Well, I don't, I can't, I don't understand like, that. I don't, I don't, really the handkerchief do it either, but sometimes I wish, but see, but I'm not thing. really into none of the stuff that'd be on the handkerchief. I code, have a though. sister who's into that. I ain't gonna call her name. Her Ooh, name. well, you know, whatever you like, like what you like. But anyway, we're gonna get another song in before we go. Right. Uh, do what the, you want, yeah. what you want. <laughs> 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 You're listening to yeah, Queer yeah. State of Mind. Sorry, I Queer State of Mind on Radio Free hey, Brooklyn. Hey. That was Galantis. No money. Ain't got no money. Ain't well, none of us. Hey, say do. Wow. 
I will repay that next week. Oh, I'm not going to be here next week. I'm going to repay that next week. Uh, well, I'm glad you're telling me. You ain't going to be here next week. I was going to tell you after that because I got I to gotta, um, write a, work a wedding, honey. Oh. I gotta mix. We, go, we can test out the Skype. I've yeah. heard that the Skype work. I would Skype's love work. that. So yeah, we'll cool. try to you're test that out Skype next week. thing up there. Yeah. I got to make some half a little good for oh, my wedding, do. honey. Oh, they do. Oh, for real. Oh, and that's new because we just rewrote yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to try out Skype, guys. That'll be awesome. So, what's the tea this weekend? What's going on? Any of y'all got big plans? What's happening? What's going up? What's up? What's well, happening? What's I up? Am, what's actually, happening? this is what's funny to say this. Yeah. Today, I am going to see... I've, I've become a little bit more involved in gay life than uh, I've been in my whole life as a gay person. I'm going to see a movie called Cam Sex. Oh. It's about um, gay men who have sex when they're high on crystal meth, cocaine, and of Molly, and the effects of it with HIV, mm, and their attitude and psych- the psychology, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's being held by the Impulse Group, so I'm going to this movie screening, I'm very excited about it, I watched the preview, because as a person who has done that before, I'm putting my tea out yeah, there. Yeah, no, I think I have uh, done many it. of us have. So I'm like, let me go actually, because I've never watched somebody else do it. I've never looked at it from a, a viewer standpoint. When I think I've been be, in it. Well, there was a good documentary yeah. on 2020 about this years ago. I saw yeah, this like so a while ago. I want to see what I 2020. I want to see what I recognize within yourself, within myself, by okay. watching this. Fair enough. And I think it's it's supposed to be really enlightening. Ooh, and that's always they a made deep it thing. as they made it as graphic as possible because. Mm-hmm. I think that there's no need to sugarcoat something no, like that. No, well, it's, look graphic, it's, so. it's still happening. You know, you look at on the still. websites, you look <laughs> at on the... And I'm taking one of my sisters who recently did that for the first time. Oh. Now, now, was it like a, I am, like, how did it go down? Was it like a, I'm just doing this and then I'm going to hook up with somebody or I'm going to... Hook no, up with my, somebody in order to do this. No, I'm really into this guy, and the guy's my, into it. So oh, I want to do it. Oh, my yeah. friend. You know that Yeah, one. my friend's mm. situation is very much that. And, like, I've got calls. and See, like that's was, unhealthy. No, no, well, yeah, I got calls about it. No, and it no was judgment. Like, it was like... No, judge away. No, judge. Well, no, don't judge away. No, sweetie. I won't. Don't judge. Because I think if you, you know, obviously if you're in that environment and you're going to do it, you probably were going to try drugs anyway. What, what I did... Just what, be safe. What I did appreciate... You know. What I did appreciate... Is every, mo- every moment yeah. he contacted me uh-huh. and us, I should say, yeah. also, and, and I was like, guide. this is what you need to do. Right. Uh-huh. When you need to do it, this is what you need to do. You need to do this, 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 and this. Because I was like, I'm glad, because, you know. And that's really it's what's really important. It's really easy. And it's really easy because you can really, when you really like someone, You'll go down the rabbit hole. And, you'll and, go and, to, you'll and go to, you'll, I'll put you'll it this way because you know what? It's, yeah. It took me on t- for years. When I thought that women were crazy for certain things that they have for men, I'm like, oh. oh I you get know the power, the, like, the power of the stigmatization? The power of the stigmatization. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. You really do go here. The with penis. I mean, you've never done a drug. And I've been trying to convince this person to do drugs with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would rather you do drugs with me and your friends to hang out. But the fact is, it was so powerful that you did drugs with somebody that you kind of knew that you were in love with. I was like, hmm. I said, oh, so people haven't been crazy from the beginning of time. It's just really this. Okay, this is the same guy that got upset. With, that got upset with me because I had cabbage over at Trick's house. Cabbage, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I that's different. I don't eat cabbage, yeah. and he cooked cabbage <laughs> so many times. And there was a guy, and I had cabbage at his place, and then he got that upset. is just rude. He got though. so upset with me because how like how dare you have cabbage over at Trick's house? And yeah, you won't eat my cabbage. Hashtag at all. things you'll do at a trick's house. It's true. It's true. It thinks 
I'm she, was offended. she was offended. She was offended. She had been trying to feed you her cabbage. Offended. Trying to feed you her cabbage for a long time. For yeah. Wait, that's not, okay, that's not a euphemism. No, 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 no. no. It's not. It, it did kind of sound like but, one, but that's not. But here's the thing. Other girls in the group tried to feed him cabbage, too. So I had to make sure Once I told... Once again, this is not a euphemism. I told... But Everyone. when you trying to get the dick, you can't be rude and be like, now nah, I want your cabbage. Yes, you can. No. When your sister, no. your sister, your God-fearing sister is <laughs> the cabbage, <laughs> and you don't want to eat it. Right. It could, but it was, there it ain't no dick attached when you served it. I mean, I, would pro- was... I might eat pork if some fat-ass man bring it to me on a platter. I'm just saying, if the dick looked that good, I, you know, I might eat some bacon. Now... I'm okay with it now. <laughs> Granted, I told every bitch that she refused cabbage from that she ate cabbage at the Trix house, so they're judging her boots. <laughs> makes me feel better about myself. Also, why would you eat cabbage at a Trix house? That seems like the wrong okay. thing she tried. But wait a minute. She tried to make an excuse, because this is what my sister does, about how I was prepared, and it sounded nasty. What did they do? Put <laughs> butter on cabbage. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's not nasty. That's nasty. How do you how how are you supposed to cook the cabbage? Okay, this is what you do, honey. Let me I mean, I usually go ahead. You you know, you get you some onions, some garlic, some yeah. pepper. You season it in you. a light Saute. olive oil, yeah, and some um smoked turkey or yeah. bacon, mm-hmm. and then you take the cabbage, you wash it, cut it up, and then you put it in the pot and you steam her down yeah. for about an hour and a half. Okay. And that's yeah. How you, you don't put no butter in there and cut a butter cabbage. That's nasty. That's what tricks do. No, okay, so I'm all with all of that. All of that sounds fine, but I might throw a little butter in there because it gives a little creamy texture. I like butter as a like as a kind of evener of flavor. Sometimes it'll like bring flavors together, speaking and I think which, a little butter I, on I, cabbage is good. Which, I am out of butter. Oh my word, that's a that's a but tragedy. Years, but years years to gag, honey. So one day, not necessarily me, we're going to cook a <laughs> meal and it's going to have cabbage. Mm-hmm. And every girl's going to sit there with their arms crossed. So this bitch, she's going to have to take at least a spoonful and put it in her plate. Not at my apartment. And when not your, your, not it, your apartment. And Tim will be at my apartment. I, I can as, guarantee you that. And she's going she to have to eat it. She's going to have to at least eat a whole spoonful and look a girl in the eye. <laughs> I can't with y'all. And smile. Because we're hateful like that. Yeah. We must have satisfaction. Y'all are. <laughs> she will never be satisfied. Oh. Uh, we're silly. A little, little Hamilton for you. So, I was going to have a big announcement, but we're almost out oh, of Make it quick. Well, we, don't, we can, we can kind of go to it, maybe. We'll see. Um, but one thing that's going to be happening in the next month is we're going to be going to two hours. Yes, So, honey. in May, we're when we start real season drunk, three, Woo. we will be going from 12 to 2 on Saturdays live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. So, that's very exciting. We'll get more information out to you there. We're going to try to set up some watch parties and things Woo-hoo. and really get the kids involved because we really love our listeners and we want to make sure that you're enjoying all this awesomeness that is Queer State of Mind. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to Queer State of Mind. Have a yeah. great have, afternoon. Have great. Happy brunch. Happy brunch. Yes. Queer State of Mind is produced by the Queer Minded Radio Network, a queer people of color focused radio community. Thank you for listening. Find out more about Queer Minded Radio Network, including our other shows, news, and more on our website at www.radioqueerminded.com. 